In the lives of most families, there comes a very tender and potentially difficult moment when the truth about Santa perhaps must be shared with a young child who begins to wonder uh, exactly where do some of those presents come from that uh, appear as if by magic under the tree, apparently from Santa. Uh, What does a parent do when you get to that point with a child where they begin to wonder? And of course, in some cases, that moment sort of comes and uh, without a lot of fanfare, uh, the child simply one day seems to uh, step through a a doorway into uh, a, a new understanding that those presents come from mom and dad. And then there are other cases, though, where that shift uh, is is much more difficult, much more delicate, and parents are really confronted with uh, maybe how to answer potentially awkward questions about who is Santa, is there a Santa? There is a brand new book just published that uh, could very well serve as a helpful guide uh, and 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 tool, so to speak, for a parent who finds themselves in such a situation, a book called Love Santa, with a subtitle uh, that I think is lovely. When you're ready to share the beautiful truth about Santa, the book is the product of a award-winning children's book author by the name of Martha Brokenbro, and the book actually stems out of something uh, which she wrote and shared with the world, and it stirred up such enthusiasm uh, that the decision was made uh, for this to be transformed into a lovely book, which is also uh, 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 also distinguished by the lovely illustrations of Lee White. I'm very excited to have Martha Brokenbro with me on the phone to talk about this, her latest book, again titled Love Santa. Martha Brokenbro, we welcome you to The Morning Show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be uh, speaking with you. Ahead of us talking about this specific book, Love Santa, I think it would really be fun if our listeners could find out a little bit about uh, where you come from and in particular sort of uh, the life's journey that's uh, taken you to to where you are now uh, in this wonderful world of children's books. Well, I've had such a wonderful life and a wonderful life's journey. I've wanted to write children's books since I was a child myself. I had a special teacher in third grade who encouraged me to write, and it took me a long time to find the courage to start. And it wasn't until I was 30 and had my first daughter, Lucy, who shares the name of the protagonist in this book, that I found the courage to begin and you know, I did a whole bunch of other things. I was a journalist. I was a teacher. I wrote game questions for Cranium and Trivial Pursuit. But this writing books for children is the the, the work of my life. And this particular book came out of questions my daughter asked me. So Lucy was in second grade when. I I call it the great tooth fairy malfunction. The tooth fairy used to write little tiny notes to my children, not just when they lost teeth, but but when the tooth fairy was concerned that they weren't brushing and flossing enough. And (laughs) one of those notes from the tooth fairy I left uh, um, open on my computer. Um, I was tired, and I failed to close it, and the kids saw it. 
and they asked, is the tooth fairy real? And of course, I wanted to say, oh, yeah, she just uses my, my computer. I've, we have a deal. Um, but they weren't buying it. And so I knew at that point that there, the questions about Santa would come later. And so I started thinking about what my answer was going to be. And I remembered something that one of my high school teachers said to us at our graduation. He was this wonderful teacher, a wonderful writer. And the end of his speech told us to have faith. And he said, in what? That's for you to decide. And so a lot of my early adulthood has, was, has been the question of what do I believe in? And so when Lucy asked, Mom, are you Santa? It was a time for me to tell her what I believe in. And, of course, the answer and, and why we construct this Santa narrative is to show that there is magic in the world that we can believe in and that we create it for ourselves and for each other. Hmm. And that's been my challenge to Lucy is now that she's on Santa's team, go create some magic in the world for others. And it's been amazing to watch her do that. The next year, she raised $1,000 to buy toys for kids stuck in Seattle's Children's Hospital over the holidays. And this year, I think she did the greatest thing of all. She recorded a holiday album, and she even wrote an original song called Santa is Love, and that's to raise money to buy um, clean water and sanitation services to some of the world's poorest people. Mm. Doesn't get much better than that, and uh, how proud you must be. (laughs) I'm so, you know, like all parents, I'm so proud and, you know, we've had our struggles, but there are really good moments too. And I think those are the ones that, that we can celebrate and, and build, especially at this time of year. So explain uh, how you shared this story that you just recounted uh, sort of with the outside world, because that's a big part of how this book, Love Santa, ultimately has been published how did you first share this story, at least in sort of its initial form, with the world? Well, it started small. My daughter, when she was in third grade, and I had a letter journal. We would write letters back and forth to each other. And in one of those letters, she asked, Mom, are you Santa? So I wrote my reply and said, no, I'm not. There is no one Santa, and so on. And um, at the time, I was blogging for an online calendar company. And so I thought, hey, I like this. I'm just going to put it up on the blog. And I did. And it immediately went viral. People were pinning it on Pinterest, sharing it on Facebook. The next year, it happened even more. And so for a period of years, this letter, you know, it was was picked up by the New York Times online parenting section. Um, I I know it's been translated into French and into Romanian, and it made its way around the world. I never thought it would be a children's book. These picture books have a really specific format. And, you know, it's not one where there's, you know, here's this question from a daughter and an answer from a mom. But it occurred to me after some discussion with friends that really a series of letters would turn it into something that becomes a story that shows a child growing up over a period of years and a parent watching and waiting and being there to help transition the kid from from innocence into experience. Hmm. 
We're speaking with Martha Brokenbro about her latest book, which is a beautiful children's book called Love Santa, which uh, in a sense is a way in which uh, a parent, by giving this book to a child who's ready to learn this, uh, might come to kind of a new understanding about who Santa is and, and what Santa Claus represents. Uh, when you first answered that question from your own daughter, uh, what kinds of things did you think about in terms of how best to answer that question? What were you anxious not to say? <laughs> what were you anxious to say and how to say it? Uh, and, and, and how difficult was it to come up with the, the, the final answer that, that you ultimately shared with her, which, as we've already said, is kind of the kernel for this book we're talking about today? Well, I've been thinking about my answer for a long time. And, you know, a lot of parents really wrestle with the idea of Santa in the first place. Um, and our family is no different. My husband is Jewish, and so there was even the, the interfaith challenge. Um, and for me, Santa, some parents are really hardline, like, no Santa. Santa's a lie, and I would never lie to children. And, and I, you know, I believe that Santa's a story, and stories teach us something, and they give us capacity to believe in things. And the Santa story in particular gives us the capacity to believe in magic and wonder and joy um, and, you know, to give someone a gift that they need. I can't think of much that's really more beautiful than that. And so for me, the Santa story is an opportunity to build in our kids a sense of wonder and joy and also a sense in giving to others, um, particularly those in need. And we've been doing this with Lucy since she was tiny. Um, you know those trees where they hang an ornament and it, you know, there's a gift on it that, that a child needs. And so when she was about four years old, um, she picked one and uh, it was a, a warm jacket. And so she's like, this is for a cold girl. And, um, you know, we talked about the cold girl. And I just love how um, she, you know, made it the very most simple thing. A warm coat is for a cold girl. And the next year we adopted the whole cold family. And, you know, this was how we taught her that give to the world mm. and um, look out for people who are in need. And there's all sorts of gifts. They're not just material gifts. You know, sometimes it's gifts of time. Sometimes it's gifts of your talent. And um, so this has been a useful story and a teaching tool. Mm. One, of the, uh, one of the loveliest things about the book visually, besides the illustrations of Lee White, which uh, I want us to take a moment to talk about, is the fact that uh, as you tell the story of this little girl named Lucy, beginning from the age of five and then proceeding through the next several years of her life until she starts to sort of shift her, her thoughts about Santa, we actually have affixed to the page uh, a, a, an envelope in which one finds and can pull out and read uh, the, the latest letter that little Lucy has written to Santa, which is just a brilliant idea. Was that your idea? And, uh, and for instance, how, how difficult was it to figure out exactly what these little letters from Lucy to Santa should say? 
The idea of the letters, the pull-out letters, was not my idea. That was actually the idea of um, one of the youngest people working at Scholastic. She was then an editorial assistant. Her name's Kate, and she's really a creative genius. Her mom also writes children's books, so it is a long family tradition of it. Um, my manuscript that I sent to my editor did have those letters, and what I wanted each of the letters to show was a child's curiosity. Children are wonderfully curious about the world, and they ask such good questions. And I also wanted to show the questions changing in nature as she got older. Exactly. And, you know, because I do think that, that they do, you know, kids ask first about, you know, practical things, and then they, you know, get interested in um, the more philosophical things. And then finally, she asks for the truth, dear mom, are you Santa? And so I, you know, I just, the letters and the questions to me are a metaphor for growing up, and that they are actually physical things that you can pull out of envelopes. Took a great deal of work on my editor, um, Arthur Levine's part at Scholastic. It was a tricky challenge, um, and I'm so thrilled that they did. And I do, because I also am a parent, um, I know those letters sometimes get lost. Mm. And so on my website, marthabrokenbro.com, there are downloadable replacements, so you can print them out for free at any point. Um, ah, wonderful idea. Let's talk for a moment about uh, the, the, the visual beauty of this book, even aside from these wonderful little actual letters that uh, that are that are part of it uh, i mean now the illustrations of lee white and the beautiful way in which those reflect this story and kind of the evolving timeline of this uh, young girl named named lucy uh explain what the collaboration was between the two of you and and how this book uh ultimately took shape lee white lives in Portland, Oregon, um, and I live in Seattle, Washington. So these are, you know, we're, we're kind of neighboring cities. We're just a few hours apart, and we met years ago at a conference for children's writers and illustrators, and I saw his artwork, and I immediately loved it. I think he's an absolute master of the beautiful and the bittersweet. And so, uh, you know, this is one thing that a lot of people don't know about how picture books are made. Authors generally don't get to choose the people who illustrate. That's the job of the editor. You know, editors and, and art directors are actual, uh, you know, experts in matching the text with just the right illustration. And they know, of course, many more illustrators than most authors do. Um, but this is one of those cases. I sent my editor, Arthur Levine, um, some examples of Lee's work. And Arthur was very familiar with Lee and agreed that he could capture both the growing up of Lucy and the emotions of the parent and the child through this once-in-a-lifetime transition. Mm. She really does. I mean, one of my favorite uh, illustrations in the book is when Lucy is writing that final letter to Santa, uh, really doubting what she once believed about who Santa was. And uh, the look on young Lucy's face is, is really priceless and really helps us remember that for a youngster, this can be a, a very disconcerting 
moment in their life, this moment when uh, they, in a sense, uh, begin to doubt uh, all of their assumptions about Santa? Well, it can be a disconcerting moment. Yeah, you know, your parents have told you, and all everyone around you, the world has told you that there is this character named Santa. And why would people tell you something that's not true? And I know that some people uh, who don't want any part of this, you know, view it as lying to children. And for me, it's telling a story, and stories have purpose. And the purpose of this story is to build the capacity for faith in goodness and in the goodness of ourselves to create magic and joy and wonder for other people. Mm -hmm. This book, again, is Love Santa, When You're Ready to Share the Beautiful Truth About Santa, published by Scholastic. Uh, Martha Brokenbro, in our last minute, would you just say a quick word about something that you created called National Grammar Day, which happens every March 4th? What is National Grammar Day about? (laughs) National Grammar Day is about celebrating our love of language and our care for it so that we can communicate clearly and effectively with each other, not only so that we can be understood, but so that we can understand people. It's kind of like, you know, we have a certain set of rules for the game of basketball, and that's what makes it fun and fair. Um, And we don't have quite the same um, rigid rule structure for language, but we can play with it as though we did. And this came out of an effort I had when I was a high school teacher. I wanted to have a fun way of talking with my kids about language. And so I invented a secret society, SPOG, the Society for the Promotion of Good Grammar. And SPOG would send sternly worded letters when the kids got something not quite right. Um, And so the, the goal was to have a fun way of talking about language. And so, you know, we can eat grammar crackers. We can drink grammar teenies. Um, but the point is just to celebrate language, which is the bonds between us mm. as people. And uh, let us make those bonds strong and clear and loving and supportive. Mm. There's lots of interesting things on Martha Brokenbro's uh, website. And again, her latest book is called Love Santa. Martha Brokenbro, very best wishes. It was great to talk with you today. Happy holidays to you and everyone you care about. Thank you so much.